पी एम ऑन मसाला नाइन्टी एट पॉइंट सेवन एफ एम स्टूडियो नंबर Hello, everybody. This is Jawahar, and this is Indo-American News Radio, uh, the radio show, the interviewing show, the date interviewing show. I call it date interviewing, but that's. <laughs> I mean, it's like speed date. Uh, inter- uh, don't you think, Pramod? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> speed dating, interviewing people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we thank. Jyoti for that beautiful segment on classical music she's she she takes me back so far when i listen to her while i'm driving over here and uh, it's just some of these songs i've forgotten that even existed oh yeah it's the golden age of bollywood right well some i guess it all depends on the, the she generation she does start at the uh, in the 50s and then brings it up to the 2000s Yeah so, so Pramod you help her out a lot at home trying to read through the songs <laughs> Well she does all the research and the selection of songs I just help her with technology like we learned how to uh, the order the songs on uh, your playlist on YouTube which was somewhat complicated Oh really yeah. Oh, oh yeah 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 you guys had a little bit of problem there right <laughs> Yeah but now you're you've got the hang of it Yeah, yeah. so but so folks for do- those who only listen to Jyoti when she's doing the IN unplug session uh Pramod her lovely husband and our formidable news anchor here and uh, Sudhir uh, Golakari yeah th- they are the behind the sets <laughs> they are the ones who are doing all the, putting the playlist together getting the recording together and so on and so forth and they're the ones that Jyoti <laughs> from time to time say <laughs> yes, hey exactly. you didn't do it <laughs> so well. So we we really enjoy that. Um, That's the plight of the husband and best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and uh, we are welcoming uh, our new guest host. We had last week. We had Tanaz Sunavala, who was sitting in here for the vacationing Sanchali Basu, and today we have someone who was someone we interviewed earlier. Yes, just uh, two three weeks ago. Right, and Shelly Gupta Bretsky. She's um, a an attorney. who has um who who deals with victims of domestic abuse she's uh, she's provided pro bono uh, representation to domestic violence survivors in family family law cases and so on shelly is now with us as a guest host for this week help welcome shelly thank you thank you guys so much for having me i'm really excited to be here today yeah well we're excited you're here because one of the guests that we have today is going to be andrea beal who's the assistant district attorney but i won't talk about that you can ex- <laughs> yes yeah. i'm excited I, to be able to I talk i just want to say shelly you have a great radio voice thank you <laughs> thank you very much wow well and we're so delighted that she accepted to be here yeah on such a stormy rainy day uh, it's miserable outside but it's nice and cozy in the studio i don't know about you promote i like this kind of weather uh, i you know i i remember times uh the months i would spend in bombay during the monsoons uh-huh. and then in delhi during the monsoons and i fell in love with this kind of weather because in this weather you can eat samosas and pakoras and drink all sorts of beverages as yeah. long as the streets are draining okay uh, and the sea is not jumping over uh the whatever the areas are mm-hmm. uh, i think that's fine 
yeah. as long as you can stay in and you don't have anywhere you have to go or anywhere you have to be, it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. So, Shelly, uh, will you go through the lineup that we have for today? Sure. So our guest lineup for today on the um, Indo-American News Radio, um, we're here on 98.7 FM, and you can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. Um, And on Monday, we'll have our recorded show as a podcast uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Um, And please subscribe and listen to our podcast channel. Uh, around 4.20, we will have Harris County District Clerk Marilyn Burgess, um, and she's focused on modernizing the jury system through online registration and increasing the diversity of juries. She will join us to talk about encouraging the greater participation in juries by the South Asian community and the reasons why and other outreach campaigns. She'll also explain the e-juror summons. At 4.40, Andrea Beale is a chief prosecutor in the Child Fatality Division of the Harris County District Attorney's Office. She handles half of all total child fatality cases throughout the county from investigation to trial. She'll discuss with us how to recognize signs of child abuse and neglect and how to report it. At 5.20, Alok Jain is a self-made man and entrepreneur who's who's made a career out of starting companies like EZeta, Reality co-host and Tulsana. He's also headed marketing teams at Walmart and eBay. His latest venture is Moonshot Junior, and he joins us to explain how this educational management company envisions empowering children by fostering innovation and entrepreneurship. Also, stay tuned for news roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. That's great. Uh, she did this in record time. Nicely. It's like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. She had an Olympic uh, runner behind her, huh? That's right. <laughs> so now it's time for news. Uh, live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. The COVID-19 pandemic is displaying a Jekyll and Hyde personality. On the positive side, represented by Mr. Hyde, The Texas economy has fully recovered its job losses, which occurred during the pandemic. More people in the United States are returning to in-person work, and people are planning to travel in record numbers during this holiday season. On the negative Jekyll side, the United Kingdom has become an Omicron hotspot with 67,313 daily cases on Friday, an increase in the 14-day average of 53%. And it is also the highest number of daily cases since the start of the pandemic in the United Kingdom. As a result, France has placed travel restrictions on visitors from the UK. Health officials are expecting the Omicron variant to create a new surge in the United States in coming months. On Friday, the U.S. experienced 125,838 new COVID cases, an increase of 20%. The death rate increased by 15% to nearly 1,300. Due to the growing number of positive cases among football players, the NFL is postponing three of its upcoming games. Here in Texas, both Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner and Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly have tested positive, and TSU is canceling its men's basketball game scheduled for today. A few restaurants in Houston have also announced closures for the time being. 
Houston may have a super spreader event on its hands with former President Donald Trump and former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly coming for a public appearance this afternoon at the Toyota Center. According to organizers, there are still tickets available in the $300 to $100 range. In financial news, the Federal Reserve has announced that it is ending its bond purchases in March and expects to start raising interest rates in an effort to slow down the steep rise in inflation and high consumer prices. In sports news, the English cricket team has collapsed once again in the ashes that are underway in Australia. England lost the first test in Brisbane and is expected to lose the second test in Adelaide. At the end of the third day, England is behind by 282 runs and Australia has scored 45 runs for no loss in its second inning. On the local sports scene, the Houston Texans are expected to lose their 12th game tomorrow against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a game between NFL's two worst teams, both of whom have a record of two wins against 11 losses. On the other hand, the Houston Rockets may be able to win tonight against the Detroit Pistons, who are suffering uh, from their own 13-game losing streak. There are blasts from the past in both tennis and golf. In a tennis tournament in Abu Dhabi, Andy Murray lost, uh, actually Andy Murray beat uh, Rafael Nadal, and in the golf landscape, Tiger Woods has returned to play a father-son tournament with his 12-year-old son, Charlie. Tiger is still recovering from injuries he received in a car crash a year ago. Finally this afternoon, you're all invited to celebrate the 100th birthday for TV personality Betty White in January. Several movie theaters in the Houston area will be screening a live event on January 17 titled Betty White, 100 Years Young, A Birthday Celebration. Betty has a few years to go if she wants to catch up to the oldest person in China who died recently at the age of 135. Whoa! Yeah. Man Saiti lived in a town called Komukcherik, which has many elders aged 90 and above. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show. My God, 135? Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my God, I mean, I, I, how, I, was he independent? Uh, it, it's a she. Oh, what, was she living independently? Uh, yes. Whoa, my gosh, what, what kind of, what kind of genes does she have? I mean, was she, she must have been a constantly walking and exercising. I think, I think exercising. it's the water. That town has so many people who are aged over 90. Oh, yes. Whoa. Water, huh? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Either water or something in the in the diet or climate, probably. Yeah, so many possibilities. A lot of possibilities. So the, one of the keys of living long, uh, not that I am an expert at this, but is that you need to stay active. You need to exercise your bones, your muscles, and your mind. So a lot of people, they may do the, the physical activity, but their mind slowly starts to uh, deteriorate. deteriorate. So um, you have to constantly tax yourself, learning new things, making new friends, making friends with younger people, I think. Like we made friends with you. <laughs> yes, all those things I think, <laughs> definitely. Oh, gosh. So um, 
we uh, there is another piece of oh by the way before I forget last time we didn't have a winner for the Wendy's trivia question oh yeah you know uh, because we it, had a winner right but no we did not oh okay we, we, nobody called nobody called we posed the question a bit too late so I'm going to pose the qu- the question early this time sure so people can think about it Google it find the answer and <laughs> call me back <laughs> here's a trivia question this is for Wendy's um, so combo you, meal right you you can win two coupons for Wendy's combo meals, absolutely free combo meals. Uh, and this is being brought to you uh, by Ricky Oberoi, who owns several Wendy's franchises. But the, the coupons are, are good anywhere. And uh, the question is going to be, uh, what is the name of Wendy's nine patty hamburger? What is the name of Wendy's nine patty hamburger? Yeah, Jawar, go ahead and answer the phone while we discuss uh, Wendy's. Is there any th- favorite dish uh, that they serve at Wendy's, uh, Shelley? I actually really like the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. It's a good one. Um, it has a little bit of heat. Yes. Um, and very delicious. I like their French fries, and they also have a very nice uh, uh, cream cheese and uh, uh, a baked potato, actually. Ah, yes. Hmm. Wow. Okay. No, I. I don't. There goes my. They, yeah. There. They the may be the caller. Contestants calling you. So. I can't ahead. even imagine what the right answer is to that trivia question. <laughs> well, we haven't been often enough, so we need to go often. But uh, as far as fast food, is is it something that you? Uh, enjoy from time to time or is it very infrequent um from time to time it's a you know it is not the healthiest but yes, yeah. uh, it is sometimes a little bit uh, nice to enjoy some french fries or uh, something a milkshake from a fast food place. sure i love the apple turnover from uh, wendy's oh that's another good one yeah that's another good one on like a nice cool day like this an apple turnover is really nice but the basic question is why are such a tasty things so bad for you (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's one of life's mysteries yes it's an age-old question (laughs) that's right (laughs) well we're getting a good response for the contest so this is the third phone call we received wonderful 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 maybe we'll get one with the right answer (laughs) sure uh so uh Tell us about um, where you grew up and what you did uh, before you came to Houston. Well, I my parents actually immigrated from India in okay. the 70s, and I was actually born in Calgary, Alberta. Oh, wow. Um, and then we immigrated here to uh, Fort Bend County. I, lived, I grew up in Fort Bend County in Missouri City. Oh, okay. Um, went to Fort Bend County schools and eventually ended up at Texas A&M University. Oh, neat. And I was the first in my... So you're an Aggie. I am an hmm? Aggie. I was the first in my family to go to school in the United States because I was oh, the okay. oldest. Um, and it was quite an eye-opening experience. It was very different than what my dad told me of his days at IIT Kirkpour. Um, and so it was a it was an adjustment, and I ended up deciding to go to law school. And um, here to, you are. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> All right. So we do have a winner. Oh, okay. We have a winner for the Wendy's uh, question, and the the answer was T Rex. It's called T Rex. Oh, okay. Well, another phone call for you. Right. Well, congratulations to our winner. Yeah, that's right. But talking about Calgary, I used to go to Calgary often because it's an oil town. Yes. And I was in the oil and gas business. So was my dad. That's part of how we ended up in Houston. Okay, wonderful. 
It's a beautiful it's a beautiful city. Uh it is, but it gets cold. Very cold, very cold. It's in the foothill of the Rockies, so it's got beautiful mountains and beautiful scenery, very different weather than here in Houston. That's true. So, uh we the winner was Michael and he called and he said it's T-Rex. I said, "What?" Because I was expecting Miss Burgess to call a minute ago, and he said T-Rex. I said, it, it, it didn't dawn on me that <laughs> I couldn't connect the dots. But Michael is very correct. We will mail you out these the two coupons, Michael. I'll call you after the show to get your address and mail it out to you. So, folks, don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Galson Auto and Body is a full-service auto and collision center. 12900 Cypress North Houston Road. We service all foreign and domestic vehicles. Full-service auto and body. All certified mechanics and collision technicians. 20 bays with state-of-the-art equipment. Free estimates on site. Family-owned and operated in Cypress for over 28 years. For fair and honest prices, call Galson Auto and Body. 281-469-6432. Easily accessible from 1960, 290 and 249. We want to be your forever shop. Galson Auto and Body. This is Divendra Singh from New York Life wishing you happy holidays. Being good at life means preparing for a strong financial future for either business or family. New York Life can help you. Call Divendra Singh, your local agent and financial service professional at 812-272-2911 for life insurance, retirement planning, college education funding, estate planning, business solution or investment strategies. He will guide you and educate you. Call him 812-272-29 11 or visit dsingnyl.com and set appointment to get free education and guidance receive your financial picture and more divendu singh is licensed agent with new york life company and a registered representative of new york life security llc member finra and sipc a licensed insurance agency and new york life company 3200 southwest freeway suite 1900 houston Willie Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social, or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, immigration attorney, live every Thursday. Stay at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala, 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Welcome back listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us on this rainy uh, overcast day. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce our first guest this afternoon. Uh, it is uh, Harris County District Clerk Marilyn Burgess, a seasoned businesswoman with leadership skills and administrative experience. Ms. Burgess graduated from the Louisiana State University with an accounting degree in 1975. and practiced as a CPA for more than 30 years. 
Besides her work in the private sector, Ms. Burgess has also served the community. Ms. Burgess led the Texas Parent Teachers Association as an executive director from 1999 to 2001. During her time leading the Texas Parent Teachers Association, Ms. Burgess found her calling to advocate for causes that improve the lives of working and middle class families, single mothers and teachers. Ms. Burgess moved to Houston in 2002 and served as the president of the North Houston Greenspoint Chamber of Commerce from 2002 to 2006. Prior to being elected district clerk, Ms. Burgess worked as the chief financial officer at a family-owned fastener company based in North Harris County. Welcome, uh, Ms. Burgess, uh, for joining us. And, uh, uh, congratulations on being the Harris County District Clerk. Well, good afternoon, and thank you so much for having me. Well, it, it's entirely a, pl a pleasure, Marilyn. Yes. Thank you for calling in, and I, I know that it's uh, you. You may be enjoying your Saturday afternoon, and being on the radio show is probably wasn't part of the picture, <laughs> but but we're but so I'm glad. Glad it is. Yeah, we really are, especially since. There's a brand new jury assembly building that's been uh, opened up recently, right? Well, it has been uh, refurbished at this point and is ready for occupancy. We have not been able to utilize it yet because of the pandemic and our social distancing requirements. Uh huh. I see. I see. So, but is it the same building uh, or, or the same assembly area that used to be underground in the basement and then that's been fixed up and re renovated? It is the same building, and the assembly portion of it is still underground, which um, was a decision that was made before I got to the district clerk's office, and many people have uh, challenged and wondered why we did it the same way again, but we've been assured that the remediation is taking place that will keep it from flooding again. Marilyn, can you tell us a little bit about um, the basics of jury duty and why an assembly building would be necessary? Well, what my office is responsible for is calling the jurors that the judges have indicated they need for the trials that they have scheduled. So we send out the summons, we get them to pre-register online, and then we assign them a date and time to appear so that they'll be there um, on the days that judges have trials scheduled. And uh, we're working very hard to make uh, jury operations in Harris County um, more efficient, um, more cost-effective, make for a better experience for those who answer their call and show up to serve, and make an every effort to try to increase the appearance rate and the diversity of those that appear. Wow, that's a tall order because, you know, a lot of, I know there's been some reforms about increasing the pay, the daily uh, allowance, I guess, the per diem payment to, for a juror, and then picking up the, the parking costs and, and a few other things. Can you talk about that? Yes, we went to Commissioner's Court to seek funding to initiate a pay increase for jury participation. Currently, a juror gets paid $6 for the first day that they show up uh, and answer their call to serve. And uh, we do have some uh, discounted parking for jurors downtown. If they get into the right garage, it costs them $6 to park. Oh, my God. If they don't find the right garage to go to, they can pay up to $25 oh for that my. day to park. Right. So we went to the court and we asked them to increase the pay because I am a firm believer 
that if you want people to show up for jury duty, you've got to adequately compensate them. You're right. It works for people like me whose mm-hmm. employer is going to pay me if I go to jury duty. Correct. But if you're working an hourly job, 12 to $15 an hour, and your employer won't pay you if you take off to go to jury duty, you simply can't afford to show up right now. Yeah. And so we went to the court and asked them to initiate a pay raise uh, for jury pay to $50 on the first day and $80 for subsequent days if you get picked to serve and have to come back to... Woohoo! That's, that's, that's quite an improvement. That's, that's the way to go. Well, they tabled it. They no, said, oh, oh, no. no wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine people would be fighting over each other to be part of the jury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly in the early days of the pandemic when so many people lost their jobs. Oh, yeah. Um but they did not want to initiate it during the pandemic and said that they would reconsider it once we got back oh, okay. to normal jury operations. What, what was the, uh, so the commissioner's court actually voted on this, right? They actually did not vote on it. We they proposed it, it and they tabled it without a vote until uh, we got back to normal jury operations. I see. So that sort of uh, has deflated the, the enthusiasm, I guess, uh, that maybe was building up to get more jurors out there. Um, and these are jurors from all over the county. Correct. And we did secure a few things. Um, we didn't give that? up completely. Uh-huh. Uh, we did get them to authorize uh, free parking for jurors. That well, uh, yay, that's, that's good. An that helps. That helps. That has never been done in Harris County before, and so we were excited to get that benefit. Uh, we also got them to provide free coffee when you show up for jury oh, okay. duty. Yeah, because you Our used to have to buy it at the vending machine. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. And we ask you to be there about 8 a.m. or 8.30 at the latest. And I don't know about you, but if you want me to be someplace at 8 o'clock, you better have a cup of coffee for me. You That's got true. that. We well, did got that right. last, time I, last time I served on a jury, there was a lot of waiting that in that morning, early morning hours. So it's nice to have a cup of coffee to keep you company while you're waiting to figure out if you're going to be called or not. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and but there was... duty does involve a lot of hurry up and wait. Right. But yeah, one of the true. things I remember from having been uh, asked to come for jury duty is that I had to stand outside... Uh, the on the street in a long line, and it was raining the, that particular day. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be very. And it was kind of cold. So that hasn't changed, right? That has changed. Oh, and that that's has. Something that we have improved with the refurbishment of the plaza downtown. We added queuing areas where there's these long, narrow uh, areas where you can come in and stand in line while you wait to go through security. Okay. So you will be outside the elements once we get back downtown. Okay. For some reason, the, every time I was uh, summoned, I don't remember any crowd. So I must have been on uh, slow days. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as slow days for jury selection, Marilyn? There really is not. You know, we used to, um, it's, we've got it in so many segments now. You've got pre-Harvey when we were in the jury plaza. Then you've got post-Harvey when we were in the uh, administrative building's basement. And then you've got post-COVID when we've been out at NRG. But um, no matter where we were in the time, it's always been at least 300 people coming in at a time. Wow. wow. Marilyn, can you talk a little bit about some of the precautions you guys have taken during COVID? Because I understand jury trials have been continuing forward, and I think that's really amazing. Um, But I know that people may be worried about their safety and what happens when there's a jury, they get their jury summons during this pandemic we're dealing with. 
Yes, Shelley, and thanks for asking that. We have done a lot of work in Harris County, much more so than any other county in the state. We've had over 500 jury trials during the uh, pandemic, where some counties have had none. They just ceased all operations of jury calls. But we've been very careful in what we did to make sure that we were providing an environment that was safe for people to show up. We've worked very closely with our judges and other stakeholders in the county to make sure that uh, we had proper social distancing, we require masks. We have frequent sanitation between calls. Um, we are doing the temperature and screening checks before you come into the building. And you have a chair that's assigned to you, and that's your chair. You sit in that one, and no one else sits in that one for that day. Uh, so we've done everything in accordance with the guidelines of the CDC and Harris County Public Health to make sure that we can keep you safe. Marilyn, I have a couple of questions that uh, really need to be uh, to be asked, and before you know, we run out of time, because time is moving so fast. I mean, we'll be out of our allotted time in no time at all, so to say. Um, one of them is that you just won the G. Thomas Munsterman Award on Jury Innovation. Can you talk about that? That's quite an award. I mean, tell us about it. You know, I was very honored to receive that award. Um, improving jury operations in Harris County was something that was a major initiative of mine when I was running for office in 2018. Right. And we began working on it January of 2019, as soon as I took office. Uh-huh. So it's quite an honor to receive the award. Um, and it was based upon the fact that we've introduced our online pre-registration, mm-hmm. where we uh, get your email and cell numbers so that we can send you reminder notices uh-huh. In the past, we sent you a letter and said, okay, you're supposed to show up in somewhere four to six weeks in the future at this time, and we just had to hope you were organized enough to get <laughs> it on your calendar and to remember to show up. Right. We had no other way of contacting you after, other than that letter. But now we send an email reminder a week prior to your service day. Email, but not a day. text, right? We, the day before, we send both an email and a text reminder. I see. Okay. And of those people that we expect to show up today... 93% of them are actually appearing. Wow, nice. Wow. Nice. Nice. Very nice, very nice. So that is the, yeah. that's the reason you got that award on innovation. That's a major component of it. The free parking and free coffee and free meal vouchers was another, as well as the fact that they are very much behind our initiative to increase the jury pay and hope that we will continue that effort and that we're pushing for that as well. And, and apparently you also have an e-juror summoning system. That's the one you just explained, right? The e-juror summoning exactly. system. Right. So now, uh, what about uh, our community, the South Asian community? You know, a lot of them are business owners and they think, oh man, I got to go in for jury duty. It's going to cost me so much and so on and so forth. Well, you know, you can't avoid that. But how can we make it more enjoyable, that whole experience? Is there a way that maybe our community and other communities, minority communities, can have a little, let's say, a tour of the facility one fine day? You could get like a hundred of them and go out there and show them what it's like? We'd be happy to conduct a tour for you all and to give people an understanding of what jury duty uh, is involved. But I'm very pleased to report that the Asian American community does their part. Uh-huh. And they do show up, and we're grateful for that sense of obligation to your civic responsibility to be on a jury. We do uh, have some work to do in other minority communities to get the appearance rates up to have them reflective of the demographics of uh, Harris County. But the Indo-American community, they show up, and, and we're very uh, 
honored and pleased that um, they take that responsibility seriously and also have such a great um, contribution to our community, whether it's business or philanthropically or answering your jury call. Um, it's just really uh, great to see the participation. Right. So what, what are some of the reasons why uh, there needs to be more diverse uh, juries? Um, and do you see that right now? Is that a trend? We don't have the diversity that we want. Um, our Constitution guarantees you a right to a trial by a jury of your peers. And so that diversity is what makes it of your peers. And studies have shown that if you have diverse juries, they deliberate longer. They discuss mm. the facts of the case more. They, there are fewer inaccurate statements made, and when they are made, they get corrected. And all of this leads to fairer outcomes. And not only is it fairer, but they're perceived as being fairer outcomes by outsiders when you have a diverse jury versus a homogeneous jury. Oh, we all bring wonderful. very different perspectives to the deliberation table, whether it be via ethnicity or age. We all have different life experiences, and we view facts differently, and that uh, leads to fairer outcomes. Marilyn, what do you think helps increase diversity, um, diverse jury pools? I think the biggest thing is education, which we have a, uh, we've gone to the court again and asking for a budget to implement a, a countywide um, outreach campaign uh, where people are very in tune right now to criminal justice reform. Well, this is a way you can actually have an impact on criminal justice reform where you can have a voice at the table and determine the outcome for somebody's life of what's going to happen. And we need to stress that. If you want that kind of diversity, if you end up on trial, you need to answer your call so the other people are getting that same type of um, diversity when that's, they are That's certainly true. Uh, Marilyn, uh, besides uh, uh, jury selection, what are the other responsibilities of the district clerk? We are the ones that an attorney files any case with, whether that's civil or criminal, family, juvenile. The DA files all the criminal cases with us. Attorneys file all the civil and family and juvenile cases, whether that's a divorce or a big money lawsuit. We accept that filing. We assign it to a court. We collect all the fees and fines that, uh, uh, that are re uh, required for filing a case. Um, we maintain a court registry for children who have been awarded uh, money in a, a civil suit and hold that in, in trust for them until they're of age. Um, we also are responsible for serving citations and, and notices. Um, we can all the records of all the civil, uh, criminal, and family cases in our website. You can go on our website and look at any particular case and see the facts of the case and uh, the standing in the case um, and maintain that um, support and records for over 90 courts in Harris County. Wow, that's quite an achievement, such a smorgasbord of responsibilities. It is a big job. We have a great team. Um, I'm very fortunate in that regard that I have a lot of very dedicated um, public servants who've been there for a long time and really know what they're doing. And um, we've got about a little over 500 people with a budget of about $40 million per year. And... Um, we are on top of it, and I think we've made some really good uh, progress in the uh, three years that I've been there. We've really had a focus on technology and have introduced a lot of new electronic solutions uh, that make it more paperless and more efficient and, and, and more I, accurate. And I understand that you have a fair amount of people from our community, Asians, South Asians, that are working in your office. We have a very diverse uh, staff, both at the line level and at the management level. And I feel like we are very much representative of the demographics of Harris County.
Wow, that's nice. It's one question I, we've got about 60 seconds real quick. Uh, when you say that the, the juries need to be diverse, does that mean that the juries need to reflect the population demographics within the county? That's my position, yes. I think if you're going to get a, uh, a jury of your peers, it needs to be made up and look like the population of the area you're serving. Okay, all right, wonderful. Marilyn, uh, Marilyn when uh, does your term uh, uh, complete and when are you going to stand for re-election? I have filed for re-election. Uh, we have accomplished a lot in these first three years, but there's still a lot more that I want to do. And so, yes, I have already filed and will be on the ballot uh, on the March primary and then in the general in November. Well, That's we, great. We wish you a lot of luck in that, and we certainly want to do our part to, to help you out where we can. Uh, we've been talking to Marilyn Burgess, who's the Harris County District Clerk, and she's talked about the jury selection process. Thank you, Marilyn, for calling in. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Marilyn. Certainly. Bye-bye. Thank you. News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Hire ko parakhne mein vak lagta hai. Aur jis hire par maharaja ki nazar padti hai, wo zindagi bhar chamakta hai. Custom wedding jewelry and holiday gifts for the one you love. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, atas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गैरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स से हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों से बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo news radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Hi, I'd like to welcome Andrea Beal, who's a Chief Prosecutor at the Child Fatality Division of the Harris County District Attorney's Office, as well as an adjunct professor at South Texas College of Law, Houston. Andrea has a BA from Baylor University in Political Science, an MA from Eastern University in International Development, and a JD from South Texas College of Law, Houston. 
Andrea handles one half of the total child fatality cases throughout Harris County from investigation to trial. Andrea shares with us that she grew up in Houston, Dallas, and Chicago, and she's been at the DA's office for over seven years. During that time, she's worked in a variety of roles, including the child sexual abuse as, as a child sexual abuse prosecutor, a felony chief prosecutor, and now handling child fatality cases where children under the age of 14 have been abused and murdered. Um, she's tried everything from traffic tickets to capital murder cases, and she's previously worked for a nonprofit organization such as the Agape Development in Houston's Third Ward. She also works as an instructor at the Houston Police Academy, instructing cadets and officers in the applicable search and seizure laws. Welcome to um, our program, Andrea. It's nice to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I am a lawyer as well, but I am nowhere in the world that you live in, which is at the criminal courthouse in criminal courts. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yes, that is correct. So can you tell us a little bit about the types of cases that you handle currently? So right now, um, I am part of the, as you mentioned, the child, child Fatality Division. And what we do is help officers from their investigation all the way to trial where um, children have been abused and murdered, uh, which is typically done by a family member um, or a family friend. But we are the, the gatekeepers for those cases. It's uh, myself and one other prosecutor. Well, and... and Although you cannot talk very much about it, I, I believe you are handling that case, that dreadful case of the, the three or four boys that were found in the apartment. One of them would, was dead for over a year. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, oh. the Gloria Williams case. Right. And you, you're the chief prosecutor for that. Um, I am. Uh, Andrea, uh, how common are uh, child fatalities? Uh, right now, we have about 100 cases that have been filed. Uh, it, that, that are being handled in our division. And keep in mind that those are just cases where a child has been uh, abused and the death has resulted from that abuse. Oh, there wow. are other cases pending in the um, trial bureau. The regular court district chiefs are handling them um, where, for instance, if there's a drive-by and a child happens to be the victim of the drive-by, that's not resulting in abuse, right? And so that would just be handled by the normal prosecutor. But right now we have about 100 filed cases and I think around 40 active investigations that have gotten to our office. And, and is this throughout the demographic in Houston? I mean, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not localized to one particular demographic. Correct. This is just throughout Harris County. And is the trend increasing or it's steady? How does it look? Uh, it looks like it is steady. Um, we were concerned with COVID and children um, not being able to go to school and report abuse or have their teachers, um, who are a big part of the help of reporting abuse, um, see those children. But it's, it's unfortunately been pretty steady. Andrea, it sounds like these cases are a little different than some of the other work that you've done at the prosecutor's office and that other prosecutors do. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes these cases so um, challenging or unique? Absolutely. A lot of times these cases are, um, we are, we are the only advocate for the child in many of these cases. Of course. Not all of yeah. them, you yeah. know, um, but many times we are charging a, a parent or a um significant other of a parent, and 
people don't want to believe that their loved one is guilty of this offense, right? And that it happened under their nose. And so they end up seeing us as the enemy because Uh not only have they lost a child, but now we're trying to take away their freedom or we're trying to take away their loved one's freedom. And so, um, which in actuality, we're just fighting for justice for the child. Uh, But that is a huge hurdle. Um, Additionally, these cases have a lot of medical records that are, I mean, I did not go to med school. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, having to, you know, figure out what this terminology means, different types of fractures, and what fracture would be indicative of abuse versus what fracture would just be a child, you know, being clumsy um, or having an accident. And so uh, that's just an example of why it's important to have people that specialize in these types of cases. And Andrea, uh, is it very difficult to get a conviction or or is it straightforward? What is the conviction rate uh, in Harris County right now on these types of cases? Yeah, I'm not sure of the conviction rate right now, um, and I don't want to just guess at a number sure. um, because I don't handle all of the cases, just one half of them. But I will say that um, they just come down to our experts, and uh, luckily we have amazing medical facilities here in Houston. As everybody's aware, Texas Children's Hospital is phenomenal. Uh, So is Memorial Herman. They both have teams of experts that meet with us regularly and law enforcement so that we make sure that everybody is on the same page um, with, you know, not wrongfully going after someone who is in actuality innocent, because that is obviously our our biggest concern. um, And we want to make sure that we are getting the right person and that it was actually abuse. But um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say what the conviction rate is, especially right now it's difficult to get to trial um, with the pandemic. Some of our judges are working very hard to go to trial when cases where child abuse has been involved, um, but it's, it's been a challenge to get to trial with, uh, with some of the courts. Uh, Andrea, we're going to be going to a, a station break, a commercial break in a minute, uh, in about 45 seconds. I just want to let everyone know, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Andrea Beal. She's a... Assistant District Attorney with Harris County, and she deals with ch- child sexual abuse uh, or, or abuse cases rather, and t- child fatality uh, fatality cases. So uh, there are a number of things that I, I want to ask you. For example, what are the symptoms of child abuse? How can you uh, how can you identify that? Can a child be left home alone? All these things. So don't go away, folks. We will be back with Andre- Andrea after the commercial break. And uh, wait a minute, we're not going to a commercial break. No, I think there's 10 minutes left. Oh, there is 10 minutes left. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry about this. (laughs) I'm getting just jump right in then. (laughs) I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah, go go right ahead. So, Andrea, can you tell us some of the um, signs that we should be on the lookout for if we think a child's being abused? Absolutely, I think the most common ones are um, children who are showing frequent injuries where there's not a, um, a history of that injury that makes sense. Uh, obviously, all children get bumps and bruises, and we all understand that. But um, if it's becoming more and more serious, or for instance, children who have black eyes, uh, I w- it's very important that uh, the child be asked, you know, what happened. And words 
aren't put in the child's mouth when being asked that, because that's very important as well, because we all know that children are very suggestible. But just saying, hey, I see your eye, what happened, and getting a history of the child, um, especially if you're a, a teacher or a loved one or just a family friend, to make sure that the child knows that you're a safe space and they can open up to you if anything bad has happened to them from uh, someone that they trust. And then, uh, obviously, uh, neglect is a big issue as well that we see. If a child is inadequately dressed for the weather, there's a lack of hygiene, or the child is hungry or steals or hoards food, um, that's, those are all pretty uh, common symptoms and signs of child abuse and neglect. So you, you can't legally leave a child home alone? You can leave a child home alone, but it depends on, you know, the age of the child, the circumstances you're leaving that child in, and also the maturity of the child. So um, there is, in the penal code, a statute that says if a child is under 15 years of age, so 14 and under, um, it's just what a reasonable parent in that parent's shoes would do. Uh, then if a reasonable parent would do it, that's okay. So, for instance, as long as the child is in a safe space um, and they're mature enough to be able to take care of themselves and old enough to take care of themselves, um, then that's okay, obviously, as long as there's food, shelter. Um, obviously, in the summer, they need to be air-conditioned or in, during a freeze, you know, some sort of heat source. Um, but we, the, if you have a question about if it is okay or if it's not okay, um, Obviously, you can always call uh, the Texas Department of Child Protective Services. Um, they are more than happy to make sure that our children are safe and assist anybody who has any questions. But as long as the child is left in a reasonable environment and that child is old enough and, and mature enough to be able to take care of themselves for a short period of time, um, it's okay. But we do have... It is against the law to leave a child in circumstances where it is unreasonable or they're not old enough or mature enough to protect themselves at home alone. So, Andrea, can you tell us a little bit about how um, the cases that you handled are resolved? Do all of them go to trial or do some of them go to trial? And kind of what is a, a, a way that they're resolved um, or, or length of average duration? Yeah. So um, like any case in the criminal justice system, the way that we get to the end of the case is either through trial or through some sort of plea negotiation or the state would dismiss the case. Um, if I'm going through the case with a fine-tooth comb and realize, hey, I can't prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt, or if I have a reasonable doubt as to the guilt of the defendant, um, then I am ethically required to dismiss the case. Uh, however, if neither of those things are occurring, um, then it's either a plea with the defendant or trial. And um, we've disposed of quite a few during uh, recent history through a PSI, which is basically a punishment hearing to the judge. So the defendant would plead guilty to the offense. We would go before the judge and present evidence, and then the judge determines what punishment to give in the, um, in the appropriate punishment range. How has COVID impacted your ability to do your job? Uh, I think the largest issue is just access to the courts. Um, almost every court has seen an increase in docket size, and many of our judges are working very, very hard to make sure that people get their day in court. But we do have a few judges um, 
where that's not always the case. And trials are infrequent in those courts, and we need to make sure that we have the ability to go to trial. Because even if um, we don't actually go to trial, the possibility of going to trial will force um, the state to con- to really look at the evidence, right, uh, especially with our junior prosecutors in lesser cases, or it will force the defendant to say, hey, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right, and I either need to take my chances with the jury or I need to plea. And so that's really what keeps the wheels turning in the criminal justice system. And so um, obviously Lena Hidalgo has... Uh, and commissioner's court have put together uh, jury selection at NRG, which has really helped. Um, we are able to pick juries at NRG, and then they come back over to the courthouse so that everybody is as safe as possible during a pandemic. Um, so I would, I know that y'all just had uh, our district clerk on, uh, but I do encourage right. everybody when you get that jury summons to pay attention and please show up because you're the only way that we can make sure that justice is sought in these cases. Right. I understand. Um, And as far as making a report of abuse, can you make an anonymous report? You can make an anonymous report. Um, If a child is, if you're just suspecting abuse, um, please call the Texas Department of Family Protective Services uh, that number is 1-800-525-5400. Um, but if there is a child who is in imminent danger, please call 911. Um, we want to make sure that everybody is safe. But you can make both of those reports anonymously. Um, we would ask that you, um, you know, help us by giving your name because we need all the witnesses we can get in these cases because, as I mentioned earlier, Many of the families involved with uh, being charged in these cases, um, the family members won't talk to us, and so we need all of the help from the community we can get. Andrea, in the types of cases you handle, um, are there always previous allegations of child abuse, or are some of the cases that you handle cases where there haven't been previous allegations? It's about half and half. I would say about half of my cases there has been a history of concern, and then the other half, um, there hasn't been, especially with cases involving very young children, because obviously they're not in school. Um, they're, you know, especially during the pandemic, probably weren't around a lot of family members or family friends. And so with our very, very young children, it's rare that we see a history of abuse within the family. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, but, you know... Uh I, I'm torn because the, the very nature of this thing, you know, you have young children, they, they can't really report any of this stuff to anybody. They don't know who to turn to. Um, I, I mean, if you, see, if you see abuse going on with a child and you, you know, can you encourage the child to talk to someone in authority, like go talk to the policeman? Uh, I think that would be far-fetched. I know. Yeah, I mean, you or a you security could. guard or somebody like that in an apartment complex, if you don't yeah, want to get could. involved. Yeah, but just I mean, keep in mind that what you're doing is asking a child to betray their the, family, right? Yeah. And granted, yeah. the family betrayed the child first, but children don't process like that, right? So um, they already the person that they trusted most, right? Their parent 
is abusing them or the parent has brought somebody into their lives that's abusing them, right? And so they've already identified their abuser with someone that they should trust. And now you're telling them, hey, go tell that stranger about what this person is doing to you. It's really difficult. We have statistically, it is, the, the numbers are insane in terms of children who go long periods of time and either never report their abuse or report it years after the fact. It's more likely to come up with a delayed outcry than it is for a child to um, state a false claim of abuse. Well, Marilyn, um, Marilyn, <laughs> you're not Marilyn. I'm having yeah. a tough day here. Yeah. It's my fault. I'm <laughs> Andrea, this, the, this time we are definitely going to a commercial break. And so we'll be back after these messages. We're talking to Andrea Beal. She's the assistant district attorney dealing with child abuse cases and child fatality division. So don't go away. We'll be back uh, in a few seconds, and we'll continue on with our discussion with Andrea. So this is Indo-American News. We'll be back, folks. Masala Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala a marriage of Med Spa Specials. Full body laser hair removal, $1,800. Get $250 in skincare product free. Half body laser hair removal, $1,500. Get $125 in skincare product free. Three rejuvenized peels and three microfacial, $799. Regular price, $900. Cool sculpting, buy two, get two free. All skincare products, 25% off. All therapy skin tightening, 50% off. 20% off. All gift cards. Call a marriage of today, 713 960 Offer valid till December 26th. This is Sherryar. Come visit us at Mai Kolaji, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kolaji Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281-240-0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sherryar. Yeah, Kolachi ki kahani. Exclusive Furniture is your home for the holidays. Want it? Need it? Gotta have it for the holidays? While other stores don't have it or can't get it, Exclusive Furniture can! We have inventory in stock today. Deck your halls and save 20% off or get no interest for five full years. Plus, with our large in-stock selection, get your furniture delivered fast with no waiting at Exclusive Furniture, where low prices live! The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Andrea Beal. She's the assistant, uh, assistant district attorney at the Harris County district attorney's office, and she deals with child fatality cases. Uh, Andrea, one question that popped in my head was, if I were to report uh, uh, abuse that I, I suspect of a child, 
should I be fearful of any reprisals? And, you know, somewhere down the road, CPS is going to come in and they'll start asking questions. Maybe some people might be able to put two and two together. Or maybe at least once I get subpoenaed for something like this, then then how can I be assured that I won't get, get sucked into this? So um, I think first and foremost, it's important to note that... Um, it's very rare that we have instances where someone goes after a witness. I mean, and I don't want to say it never happens, but it's just extremely rare. Um, and I can get you the numbers on the cases of retaliation, but I mean, it is extremely rare because I everybody understands, especially once people are represented by attorneys, that I am subpoenaing my witnesses to court, which means I'm making them show up. And my witnesses that are fearful... Um, of some sort of retaliation, I always ask them on the stand, you know, I'm, isn't it true that you don't want to be here? I'm making you participate in this. Um, so it's my fault, right? Because mm-hmm. I was going to attach you, which is basically I'm going to make you comply with the subpoena or ask the judge to arrest you, right? Um, and granted, that's on a case-by-case basis that we would actually attach a witness. Um, it's not very regularly done, but it is done. And the point of me saying that is we do everything we can to try to put the onus on us, the prosecutor. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that in order to get justice for a child. Um, but also the only thing that people should have to worry about is if you are knowingly reporting a false of abuse that is a criminal charge uh, but again that's just knowingly reporting a false claim of abuse but I think it's so important that if you see something say something and because you could you could save a child's life yeah certainly and Andrea uh, let's uh, talk about the abuser uh, do you find that most of these people uh, f- feel remorseful of what they have done or, or are they blind to their acts it depends on the, the person. Uh-huh. Um, I have some defendants who are extremely remorseful. Uh, it was just in the, an in-the-moment issue. Those tend to happen with our abusive head trauma cases, so uh, where people shake a baby to death or uh, there's you know a snap moment uh-huh. where you're just trying to make the baby stop crying. Um, in those types of cases, I do see a lot of remorse usually. Uh, but then I have other cases where the defendant will continue to uh, proclaim their innocence to their loved ones because who would want to admit that they had done that to a right. child, right? Um, and I have some where flat out they just, I mean, there's just no explanation. Um, the Teresa Balboa case is a case I can think of where uh, that was the Samuel Olson case that was in the news this past summer. I don't know if y'all remember that one, but basically she had... Um, killed her eight-year-old future stepson and was caught in a hotel in Jasper, Texas with his dead body. In a right, box. yeah, I remember and, that. And, right, and so um, the, some of these cases are just so horrific, incredible, yes, that um, it's difficult to to see any sort of human emotion. So it, it's it's to it. it's quite possible that even after the case is reported, even after your office gets in the middle of it, that the child could be returned to to that parent who is the abuser, right? Yes, it is. And that's a decision that uh, TDFPS, which 
we all, I think the public refers to as CPS, um, that they ultimately make. Uh, that's for the family courts to decide. The only thing that I can do criminally is uh, enter a no-contact order, which I do in many of my cases. Not all of them, but many of them, which would uh, restrict the defendant while the criminal case is pending from having any contact with any children under the age of 17. Oh, okay. That is, I think, quite helpful. Well, at least by its time. Yeah. Andy, can you talk a little bit about, um, I guess, uh, Houston is super diverse, and we talked about this a little earlier with Marilyn. Um, How do you handle dealing with different cultures and cultural competency at your office and dealing with different communities and immigrants and language access? Um, Because I assume that with your work, you know, child abuse crosses all um, races, all ethnic backgrounds, all socioeconomic classes. And so I assume that you have a very diverse caseload of individuals. That is correct. Well, we are, and as I mentioned before, um, Texas Children's Hospital and Memorial Hermann, their experts are trained in uh, cultural practices that might be seen by others as, you know, uh, you see the aftermath of the cultural practice and go, huh, why does the child keep showing up with bruising, right? And they are very good at saying, Actually, this is consistent with a cultural practice when a child isn't feeling well and it doesn't actually cause any pain to the child. Um, We see that across several different cultures, and it's great to have that training with uh, the experts at Texas Children and Memorial Hermann, so that's helpful. Um, And then in terms of language, we do have uh, different court interpreters available for people who are charged with these offenses. And then we have people that are paid by the DA's office who speak different languages. Um, we have people who speak, uh, I mean, it's, it's an array of languages. I think our most common are uh, Spanish speakers. Uh, we also have a couple of prosecutors who uh, will volunteer their time to translate other languages such as Vietnamese, Chinese, or Mandarin. Um, and... Uh, We also have a paid service that the county pays for that allows us, if there's a lesser-known language um, or someone isn't readily available to translate for us, we can call into this service, and that's paid for by the county. Um, And they translate a conversation for us. Andrea, we are almost out of time. I mean, I hate to break you off over here because we're learning so much. But we're almost out of time. We're going to be going to our next guest. Uh, everyone, we've been talking to Andrea Beal. She's the assistant district attorney at the Harris County District uh, Attorney's Office in the Child Fatality Division. And she's given us a lot to think about as far as identifying if a child is being abused and how to report it. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrea. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We uh, look forward to having you some other time, maybe. But That would be great. All right. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Thank Bye. You. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, folks. We are going to go to our next guest, who's calling in all the way from California. And uh, he is, uh, he's on the line right now waiting to get on. And uh, we are really happy that he took the time on the Saturday afternoon to, to join us. We're talking to um, Alok Jain. Hi, Alok. 
Hey, Jay, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic. And uh, thanks a lot for the opportunity to speak to the uh, Indian-American audience here. Right. L- a little background on Alok. Alok Jain is from Damo, Madhya Pradesh. He graduated with a master's in electrical engineering from the IIT in Bombay. In 2001, he moved to Boise, Idaho, and then he worked with um, uh, in the marketing teams of uh, a few companies. One of them was Walmart and eBay. He co-founded four successful companies, Moonshot Jr., Ezidia, Realty Co-host, and Tulsana. And he's the co-founder and CEO of Moonshot Jr. It is a self-made, he's a self-made man and a, uh, and a, and a serial entrepreneur who has paved his way to success through hard work and sharp business acumen. Um, his latest initiative, Moonshot Jr., is educating and nurturing young mi- uh, minds to be future leaders through technical, entrepreneurial, and soft skills. Moonshot Jr. is an educational management company uh, which envisions empowering children by fostering innovation and entrepreneurship through STEAM, S-T-E-A-M, learning, producing or productizing, that's a hard word, productizing their ideas and enabling them to take their creation to marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, and so on. Uh, He lives in San Jose with his wife and two kids, Sanya, who's a CEO, another entrepreneur here, CEO of uh, SaniaBox.com. She's on a path to, uh, to success. And Soham, welcome and thanks for joining us, Alok. Yeah, uh, uh, thanks, Jay. Uh, super excited to be on the show. Right. So tell us, we're all ears, what is Moonshot Junior? You have my attention here. What I mean, ex- explain how you got this idea, how you got the name, and what, 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 what did you intend to do? Yeah, so, so the Moonshot is uh, pretty straightforward. It's uh, your shot to the moon, and uh, the junior really represent the young generation. So our program are really uh, for the... 8 to 15 year old and young adults uh, and then uh, when you when you ask me how i got here i think uh, um, i can give you a short answer or long answer jay tell me which one you want <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go with the short one for for the beginning all right so i think uh, the uh, education uh, uh, was always an area for my passion and uh, i did uh, multiple companies before and there was no compelling reason but uh, when my own kids, my son who is nine and a half, and my daughter who is uh, almost fifteen now, when they became to this stage, going to their middle school or high school, and we live in the heart of Silicon Valley, and they go to the top-notch schools, and what we felt, especially the upcoming job market, uh, where we are continuing to see more and more full-time jobs start going dissipating, and the freelancing and gig economy is going to take over. The current school system, and again, school systems are very rigid. It takes a long, long time to change. The current school system, in spite of being one of the best uh, in this area, are really not doing enough when it comes to innovation and entrepreneurship. And I think uh, especially the pandemic has given us a wake-up call. And this was a more hobby project, but when the pandemic hit, I felt like this is the opportunity, and uh, and 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 we jump in full time uh, around in three months down the line from the pandemic uh, in July. I became full time, and last seven eight months. Uh, I mean, we never look back. In last seven eight months, in a very short run, uh, it's not even more than a eighteen months or so. 
But in the last seven, eight months, we have built a team of over 80 full-time employees. So that's my short answer. But if you allow me, I'd love to walk you through the full story. Yeah. yeah uh, Aloka, what is the curriculum? What do you teach that's different from public schools? Yeah, so I think uh, our education, uh, we, we call it a more uh, subsidiary or, or supplemental education. It's all outcome focused. So we, are, we have two programs. So for the middle schooler and high schooler, uh, we have the innovator program. And there are multiple streams. We are teaching robotics. We are teaching uh, app development, game development, book writing and publishing. But everything is outcome focused. Uh, and for young adults, high school and college students, we have the entrepreneurship and leadership development program. It's a short boot camp. It just gives them a taste of entrepreneurship, uh, get them ready to pitch in front of a jury of investors and so and then give them a path if they want to incubate or uh, uh, how they want to take it forward. So, Alok, is your program uh, completely online for, and, and kind of worldwide? Uh, yeah, so it's completely online uh, and it's worldwide. We are seeing very good traction in the U.S. Uh, that's where we are uh, incorporated. But we also have a, a lot of students now in U.K. Uh, we are seeing an enormous amount of traction from India. We are working with multiple IMs. We are working with uh, uh, several IITs in close uh, 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 now in the uh, uh, the contract is about to close. We are working with several other universities. We also have a small pilot running in Africa, and we will be working in five countries in Africa. So we are seeing tra- traction across the globe. So, how many kids do you have that are currently enrolled? Yes, yeah, so I think we have little over fifteen hundred students uh, across the globe. Wow, nice. So, what makes your program so unique, Alok? Yeah, so as I said, like, uh, it's a really outcome-focused program. Our program, the kids can explore their interests, and uh, they can dive in, learn the uh, basics. Um, and uh, using that foundational knowledge, they can prototype things, and then from that prototype, we help them to take it to the market. Uh, so it could be a robotics kit, which we help them taking it to Amazon and eBay. It could be a mobile app, uh, which we help them to take to iOS or uh, Google Play. Um, it could be an NFT which we can take, or an art which we can take to the NFT platforms. It could be a book which we can take to Amazon Book and other places. So it's all outcome focused. When it comes to teaching entrepreneurship and innovation, first it's very hard to do, uh, but there is a lot of noise in the market. Uh, there are educational institute who claim to be top of the top, and they might have run through five thousand, ten thousand students. But when you start asking, show me 10 success stories, they struggle. You come to Moonshot Junior and you have plenty of success stories in our very short run. Our education is all outcome-focused, experiential learning, and we almost build a methodology where we can take almost every child to the finish line. That's very important. Uh, in general, what happens, the kids who are extremely passionate, uh, they're able to figure out things and uh, uh, take their path to the finish line, but that number is really tiny. It's not even 5%. We have built a methodology where we can take 90, 95% students to the finish line. I mean, that's the, that's the secret sauce. Hello, can you tell us a little bit about a few of the success stories that you've had? Yeah, so I think uh, you can find plenty of them on, the, uh, uh, on our website, but I can walk you through yeah, a few. So, so your, we website, have, your website is Moonshot Junior. Dot com? Yeah, moonshotjunior.com. And that's junior with a JR, right? That's correct. That's correct. Moonshotjr.com. Um, uh, 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 correct. So I think uh, uh, we have plenty of kids uh, uh, who have wrote books. They launch on Amazon uh, Bookstore. We have 
uh, kits who able to build their product uh, took it to kickstart and other crowdfunding platforms and we got our own crowdfunding platforms and raised anywhere from $500 to $8 10 uh, $12000 we have a student who grew up a next door autistic child and her name is sambi and she was really passionate about to do something and she built a box uh, called fantastic box it was a toys for the autistic kids uh, subscription box because what she learned in the market they take a 2 dollar a a toy put a autism stamp and make it 20 dollars she wanted to do something about that mm-hmm. and uh, uh, she built that and her story became uh, viral and she got invitation from tedx so in the age of 14 she became a tedx speaker so i think we have a plenty of such success stories we are really really proud of many of them uh, alok uh, hold that thought we're going to be going to a commercial break in about 30 seconds and we'll con- continue on talking with you uh folks we're talking to alok jain who is san jose california and he's talking about his his uh his enterprise right now which is called moonshot junior so don't go away we'll be back after these messages this is indo american news radio and we're glad that you joined us so stay tuned indo american news radio india news us news world news movie reviews and local community roundup every saturday 4 to 6 pm on masala 98.7 fm hi i'm jawahar i'm sanchali and i'm pramod indo Indo-American american news radio वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गहरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स से हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों ऐसी बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस शेर हमारे गीत तुम्हारे प्रेजेंटेड बाई कारिया किसी से रूठ जाती है तो किसी पे मुस्कुराती है मोहब्बत चीज ही ऐसी है किसी का कुछ नहीं जाता और किसी की जान चली जाती है मैनेजमेंट डॉट कॉम Gujarati Samaj of Houston presents its annual New Year's Eve party Friday December 31st 8 p.m. at the Grand GSH Event Center. Enjoy delightful Chinese, Mexican, Indian and Mediterranean cuisines for dinner with plenty of tantalizing appetizers and two drinks included. Family party 12 and under free. For $40 member tickets call Kalpesh Rana 8326334009 or Meena Desai 8322832926. $50 non-member ticket it's at humtumdesi.com let's welcome 2022 together are abhi to party shuru ho rahi hai Galson Auto and Body is a full service auto and collision center. 12900 Cypress North Houston Road. We service all foreign and domestic vehicles. Full service auto and body. All certified mechanics and collision technicians. 20 bays with state of the art equipment. Free estimates on site. Family owned and operated in Cypress for over 28 years. For fair and honest prices, call Galson Auto and Body. 281-469-6432. Easily accessible from 1960, 290 and 249. We want to be your forever shop. Galson Auto and Body. 
the only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Hello, everybody. We are talking to Alok Jain, who's calling all the way from San Jose, California, to explain to us and to you people out there listening what his company, Moonshot Junior, does. Now, we understand that you are you're kind of like an incubator for young minds. Right, Alok? Uh, I will not call it an incubator, but we are giving them a path to incubator. Uh-huh. So they know what to expect when they eventually do go into an incubator setting. That's correct, that's correct. And Alok, uh, this program is meant for school-going children, right? Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a primary audience, especially in the U.S. as middle schooler and high schooler. Okay. That's where we have the most of the students. And then uh, uh, how long does it take for them to do the course? Um, is it something that they do every day or is it a weekly program? Yeah, so uh, the, the, there are two sessions. Uh, the program is uh, really 50% focus in the program on the tech, uh -huh. because that's really critical for to prepare them for the future. And the rest 50% focus is really on the uh, soft skills and entrepreneurial skills. So it's really holistic education. There are two sessions every week, which are mandatory. Uh, there is a lot more going on, but those uh, sessions are mandatory as part of the education. So one happened on the weekday, that's really tech session, and one happened on the weekend. Uh, that's uh, uh, soft skills and entrepreneurial skills. Um, and this is really designed keeping all the school-going kids so they, it doesn't interrupt their schools. And, uh, and, and, and we have hundreds of students across the U.S. And uh, the program, they can take monthly uh, subscription. Uh, the the pr program duration is a really year-long program, but they can take monthly subscription or three months at a time, however they convenient. How long is each session? Uh, so the uh, the tech sessions are 60 minutes and uh, soft and entrepreneurial sessions are 90 minutes. I see. And uh, Alok, what is the price point? Uh, how much does it cost? And is it possible for uh, candidates to uh, do a trial? Yeah, so the, the, the uh, uh, and again, I mean, there is a lot of investor funded pricing right now. So the pricing comes out to uh, less than $90. Uh, monthly, and all the learning kits are involved, and there are a lot of hardware learnings also part of the program, which we ship out, and uh, it's along with the teacher uh, 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 education uh, through Zoom, and uh, that's the methodology, how the teacher able to take every child to the finish line with their projects. Um, so, so and, and there is a free trial available. If you go to moonshotjunior.com, uh, you can take a free trial, uh, and those are pretty much happening multiple times every week now. Look, I'm of the generation where I was uh, encouraged greatly by my parents to sit through SAT classes and PSAT <laughs> classes, and they were seeming to eat into my evenings and weekend hours a lot. Um, and it was hard for me to do it because I wasn't very encouraged about or excited about it. But it sounds like maybe the kids that are involved in your program have a little bit of a different perspective. Um, do, you, do you feel like the, the kids that are there are excited about being there and, and want to um, kind of create something and, and take it to the next level? So I think uh, 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 you really need to understand uh, uh, the today's kids, right? Uh, what they want to see, they want to see empowerment. They want to be on the driving uh, uh, seat. And even if we have certain recipes and uh, a, a path which we are showing, we are not exposing all the details. 
we are giving them a lot of flexibility when they are creating, let's say, a, a circuit through our kit. There are 50, 60 different possibilities what they can create, but then they can add their own version. So we really put them on the driving seat. And now when it comes to like SAT and PSAT and all that, we really don't know how that is going. Uh, uh, many colleges and universities are kind of subsidizing them. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, these hobbies, which were, I'll say, maybe 30% weightage on the college application, now becoming a core skill in many places. And the, the way when you go through our education, you will be learning something, then you will be creating a prototype, then you will be taking it to a market, even if it is one product or five product which goes to the market, but you can literally present yourself as a CEO of a small company. Right? Those things look awesome on the, uh, uh, on the college admission, especially if you are targeting highly selective universities. I'll say this is not how we started our company, uh, but we did a recent survey with our parents, and more than 70% parents, they say they are in this program because they believe this is the recipe which looks really good on their college application. So I think uh, the kids have a lot of motivation uh, because they are on the driving seat, but also they see a program like this will help them for their college as well. So you don't really have a criteria through which you select these kids. This, the kids select your program, and they say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in what I see when they go to your website, and they, they check it out. They say, well, this, this kind of excites me. So this, it, there's no such thing as you selecting the, the child, right? Uh, no. So I think they come, uh, and the first stage is really exploratory. So we'll expose them to, let's say, robotics for first three months, and we realize if the child is interested in certain things and not, we will recommend the parent, and we might uh, move uh, from the robotics to maybe app development. Wherever we find the strength, and then uh, it's like really the recipe. As I said, like when I'm and I'm experimenting with my own kids, and I'm learning very different things. When I'm telling them do this, they might not be, and when I'm saying hey, Soham, and I'm talking about my nine and a half year old child, I'm saying hey, Soham, I'm working on this and I'm struggling, can you help? And all of a sudden, his mind starts rotating, and he will say, Dad, do this. So basically, you need to put these kids in the driving seat, and they're able to do the magic, uh, and that's what we are really trying here. So tell me a little bit about how you meet kids where they are. It sounds like you have a pretty uh, large group of students, and I assume they're all in different schools, learning different things at different age levels. And, and different parts of the country. And different parts of the country. Maybe how do the you, world. How yeah. do you find out where they're at to be able to teach them about things like robotics and some of the soft skills um, and ensure that, that there's a kid that's not being left behind or too far ahead or, or, or something like that? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, uh, everything is a cohort-based, and these cohorts are paced differently. There are kids who might want to learn uh, at fast pace versus kids who want to take their time. So all the cohorts are designed in that way, so there are different cohorts running at different speeds. Now in terms of where we are finding kids, uh, uh, definitely as a new company, we are putting money on advertising. There is a Facebook advertising and uh, other going on. But I think we are getting a lot of pull from our parents. They are loving it. They are sending a lot of referrals. Um, uh, and, and so that is happening within the United States. But all of a sudden, what we are learning, the global market and governments, and there is a lot of emphasis on the entrepreneurial learning. And now we are working with I am Cozy Code. Now we are working with I am Vishakapatnam. We are uh, going to start a program with IIT Rudki. All of a sudden, all these premier institutes in India, U.S., uh, in Africa, wherever, they became the nodal center for the entrepreneurship 
and now all of a sudden they got this new responsibility and they yet don't have all the meaning to take these larger scale programs and they are looking for help and we are there at right time right place kind of things and all of this sudden all the things are happening i think the pandemic and it's very unfortunate to use that word but that might be helping us tremendously i mean that's also happening now so where are all these teachers from the, the, who are teaching these courses these are online courses right that's correct so so i think the the, the teachers are in different location uh, and and i'll tell you what how we have put these to- thing together so we have teachers in us we got teachers in uk in india and africa uh, so the tech skills we can teach maybe using teachers from india or other place and they are okay the tech stack in uk versus india versus us but the soft skill and entrepreneurial skills they change significantly so the us soft skills look very different than uk so we are using the us teacher for the us soft skills versus uk teacher for the uk soft skills uh-huh. oh that's very good because it's more uh, channeled towards uh, where the children are right the culture that's, that's correct that's correct yeah the culture mm-hmm. and like uh, the whole ecosystem of a country and continent look very different than other sure alok uh, what do you see as uh, challenges for the future how do you think uh, moonshot junior can be adapted for future needs so i think uh, uh, and again i mean there are short term challenges and there are long term challenges uh-huh. so short term challenges i think the education is at the cusp of disrupting right i mean the amount of funding going there the amount of uh, 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 unicorn are being created in in the edtech before pandemic all this was happening but people were not serious but after pandemic everybody understand now this market we are talking over 7.3 trillion dollar education market so this is at the cusp of disrupting a lot of things should had happened long time ago hasn't happened the college uh, 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 fee it has been just rising 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 especially in the uh, uh, the, the families like indian families chinese families uh, in certain area parents are trying to keep aside 150 200 to 50000 for every child for their college i mean this is ridiculous i mean how many families able to afford that and and, and, <laughs> and so so i think uh, some of that has to change yeah. Uh, now yeah you're right really, yeah so these are long term challenges i'll say if we able to do this thing well we might able to disrupt some of this uh, the short term challenges are really uh, how to be known uh, because somebody who has exposure of this education i think uh, we are doing awesome but how to reach to the people or the kids who are really passionate about this uh, so i think uh, this is just going to take time and we are seeing a lot of uh, i'll say very p- fast paced growth but the market is huge we are talking trillions of dollar of market here right, right. but we are still talking about ch- uh, kids who are high, in high school at the maximum we're not talking about those who are, who graduated and going into college no. we're talking about junior yeah, so- uh so i think uh, uh, so so uh, uh, that's the two program so in places like india and africa uh, there is a lot of need coming now and this is, there is a lot of push from government's body uh, to really nurture these college going kids for entrepreneurial uh, uh, path so that's where uh, most of the need is there in the us and uk it's really focused from 8 to 15 year old Yes. So look, tell me a little bit about how uh, I would know if I am if I'm interacting with a kid who'd be like the perfect candidate for your program. Uh, so so I think uh, every child is gifted, right? And uh, when when you see a child who get excited uh, when they are giving 
this power that they can do certain things, they can build, uh, uh, they can be the creator, right? When you start uh, uh, putting those criteria, I mean, not necessarily that they need to do very good in a school or they need to be very sincere. Sometimes they might not be the best candidate for us, but the candidates who are really exploratory, they are trying to make things or even break things, right? When you are seeing all these characteristics in a child, I think they are perfect candidate for us. I see. So what happens uh, if uh, this, the following scenario happens, that you've got a child who's really excited about the, the, some of the, the courses that he's taken with uh, Munchat Jr. And suddenly at the end, and he, he's uh, 15 years old, after he's done that, he decides and tells mom and dad, I'm not going to go to college. I've learned everything I want to do. <laughs> and now I'm going to go ahead and design a, some sort of gaming program or something. Has that happened? Uh, so I think uh, we are nobody to claim anything like that. Uh, but if we keep doing what we are doing, uh, maybe next five years, ten years down the line, we will have those success stories. Uh, uh, because uh, many more and more parents now learning that uh, this current system, uh, which is uh, like really becoming more and more complex, the college admission process, even the process cumbersome, there are a lot of politics involved now. The, the amount of money is involved, and are they really getting a uh, value in return? Especially in the pandemic, uh, if you see the college fee and all that, many of the colleges uh, didn't reduce fee or didn't give any discounts, and all the college atmosphere, ambience, whatever, it was turned to a Zoom meetings. Yeah, that's a lot true. Of kids drop out. And uh, keeping all that in mind, now parents are very serious asking this question uh, that is it really worth it? So I think uh, the time will come. I don't think uh, we will be able to do that in the near future. But if we keep doing the right things for next five, maybe ten years, uh, those scenarios are going to happen. We are very, uh, we believe very strongly that maybe uh, once you are in high school, given another year or two with this kind of background, you don't need four years. Maybe you need a year or two years of diploma or something like that, and you can be ready for the job market. Yeah, well, I think, Alok, uh, you have some that idea is going to be quite a disruption in the educational system because um, I took a Coursera course, which is a massively online course, and it was taught by a Princeton University teacher, uh, professor, and uh, I could have never done that on my own. And uh, he recorded the uh, lesson just one time. like There are like 15 video lessons. Uh, and so that can be used over and over again to teach uh, uh, many uh, thousands of kids. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're, what you're saying, Pramod, is that this could really disrupt the educational system the way it is. And that was exactly my point. At, at a certain point, the kid might go on and say, Mom and Dad, I'm not going to that Harvard University like you said I was going to go. <laughs> you know, and then... Uh, so there well, is some. No, I think it's an impetus for Harvard University to reduce their rates. <laughs> but that's true too. That's true too. Because it's ridiculous what they charge. But you you identify and you you encourage the the innovation and and the the curiosity of children. Right, uh, but uh, that's not the only education. You have you you have to learn humanities. You have to learn literature. True, that's uh, true. Other aspects of education. So I have one final question, uh, Alok, before we go, because we've only got maybe a minute left. But um, at the end of all the the kids taking the going through Munchat Junior, do they get a certificate of some sort? 
Yeah, so we are giving certificates, but I think uh, more than certificates, uh, they come out with a knowledge, they come out something in their hand, which they can claim in the world that they are the one who created it. I think that's the best certificate we can give. That's true. That it sounds like the experience of being able to talk through what they've been through and what they've been able to create probably gives them a very interesting conversation point in interviews no. and talking with adults and talking with other and, teachers and, and educators. And, and giving them maturity. Yeah. Maturity of intellect as well as being able to discuss this. So, you, well, that I wish I'd learned some of that stuff when I was in high school. I didn't learn this all the, uh, through the School of Hard Knocks very easily, you know. <laughs> but, Alok, thank you so much for joining us and explaining yeah. to us what Moonshot Jr. is all about. We've been talking to Alok Jain, who's the CEO and co-founder of Moonshot Jr. The website is moonshotjr.com. And I think it's really worthwhile exposing yourself to it and seeing whether your child might be able to benefit from it. So, Alok, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Jay. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Indo-American News, uh, for the opportunity. Right. Certainly, yep. and good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, take care. So, we, uh, I, I, I find that maybe there'll be a lot of takers for this. Maybe it's, it all depends. It sounds like a really interesting opportunity. Um, it's interesting how education has changed and shifted, but certainly the next big idea is this is definitely the place where they could get started, and with the younger generation, that's how they can get started. Folks, don't go away. This is Indo-American News. We'll be back after these messages. News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Sagai se lekar barat ke liye, nai jeevan ki shuruvat ke liye. Eternal Designs by Maharaja Diamonds. Zindagi bhar rishto mein chamak lai. Custom wedding jewelry and holiday gifts for the one you love. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life. 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Happy holidays from Maharaja Diamonds. You're protective of your money. And why wouldn't you be? You work hard. You stick to a budget. You save. So you deserve a company that has your budget in mind. At Discount Power, we care for our customers by offering affordable electricity to fit your lifestyle. Just because it's an essential doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. That means more money to do more of the things you want. Discount Power. Why pay more for electricity? Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Okay, everybody, now we come to that segment that is the free-form segment promote. That's right, and we talk about... Uh, sports, uh, we talk about movies, and all kinds of general um, buck buck. Buck buck. <laughs> yeah, he likes that that term buck buck. I used it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he used it earlier and I thought, ah. <laughs> It's a very all-inclusive term. It can have a lot of meaning. <laughs> That's true. Like. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to ask, uh, uh, do you have an interest in cricket? Did you 
So I do. I have family that loves cricket, and so I watch a lot of cricket when I'm hanging out. I have, one of my brothers is a big cricket fan. Oh, okay. I will say I don't fully understand cricket. Yeah. Well, it, you have to grow up with it to appreciate it. And uh, one of the appreciating uh, items is the ashes, which are taking place in Australia right now, between England and uh, Australia. Uh uh, every time it happens, it, they shift. Uh, one time it's in England, another time it's in Australia. And uh, uh, unfortunately, this year, uh, we were so excited about um, the ashes, but the two tests that have taken place thus far have been very disappointing. Uh, I don't know if it's the home field advantage or whether the English team is mediocre. Now, uh, the Australians are running away with it. They've been scoring in 400 or more runs. Wow. And then uh, the uh, the English team under Captain Joe Root has been able to score only 150, 200 runs each inning. So it's been tough for them. Uh, I thought they might recover uh, in the second uh, test match, but it doesn't seem that it's going to happen. So... Uh, the Australians are going to be the Ashes champions, it seems like, at this point. Do you think the home field advantage have played a part in that, maybe? I think so. Because in England, it's very tough to beat the English. Uh, it's very tough to beat the Indians in India. Uh, and uh, same thing in Australia. So uh, I don't know what we can do to equalize the situation. But that's how it's been for the last 150, 200 years of uh, the history of cricket. Uh, the next topic is, uh, you know, how about the Houston Texans? Do you follow I the follow NFL? the Texans a little bit. Unfortunately and unwillingly, they're not doing <laughs> too hot this year, are they? No, they, they've been awful. Uh, they've had only two wins. And uh, because of Deshaun Watson having uh, all those cases against him, I think they're 22 and so he can't play, and uh, the uh, Tyrod uh, uh, Taylor, who they had brought in as a veteran quarterback, uh, he's not able to do anything, and the young quarterback they got from uh, uh, Stanford, his name is Jason, I don't remember his last name, but uh, he's learning, and it's a very tough job. You have to have at least a year or two to get to know what to do and when to do it. So Texans are going through a difficult time. Yeah, and it seems like they're missing a leader too. Yeah, right? that's I mean, I, very possible. It's been hard. I think the quarterback normally is seen as that leader on the field, right. particularly with the offense. Yeah, and, and when you have a rookie, it's yeah, difficult to Yeah, it's hard do. to have someone that has that level of experience, authority, and respect, maybe. That's true. Maybe the Texans will just take their licks this year and hopefully get some good draft picks. Well, that's a very <laughs> optimistic way of looking. Yeah. And... Uh, we can switch to movies. Do you watch uh, many movies? Um, uh... You know, I haven't ventured back in the theater since COVID. Oh, okay. But um, have you been to anything recently? Uh, I haven't, but our um, uh, other co-host, Sanchali, she she's She ventures gone a all the times. time. <laughs> ventures all the time, yeah. Uh, but do you have a movie that you saw? Uh, well, uh, I haven't seen any that uh, are worth reporting, mm -hmm. but... Uh, According to uh, Indian Express, they mentioned the top nine shows and movies that you should watch this weekend. And guess what's on the top of the list? It's Spider-Man. Whoa. It just came out yesterday yeah, or this weekend. Yeah. And apparently, uh, 
Spider-Man No Way Home has be- had uh, the biggest opener of the year uh, here as well as in India. So uh, that might be worth watching. All these Marvel comics heroes and stuff. Um, well, segueing away from that, one of the things that drives a lot of people into a frenzy and they really love doing this is catalogs. So, you know, you remember getting catalogs, L.L. Bean catalogs, uh, Neiman Marcus, and, and Mason. Sears catalog is the most famous. Right. Well, yeah. Sears uh, catalog has gone by the wayside, but there are many, many, many other catalogs. And you would think that in this day and age with the web and everything else and Amazon, eBay, that catalogs have gone away, but they haven't. They're making a comeback. So there are actually people who are, who like me, actually, I mean, I look at uh, stuff on online or in my little on my phone, and I, I get really frustrated. First, the fingers are too fat to be able to type <laughs> all this stuff, and secondly, you have to go through pages upon pages, and then you have to remember where did I see this before? Catalogs are so user friendly. Jawar, there's a search function. <laughs> I know there is, but but still, I was looking for a watch the other day, and I, I you know, now Amazon has got me, so I see watch commercials coming all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I love the catalogs because the oh, catalogs okay. you could sat down and you go through it, and you're drinking eggnog or whatnot. So catalogs are making a big comeback, folks, and and so are so are brick and mortar stores. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, Wayfair. Uh huh is opening up brick-and-mortar stores Oh, now. wow. Amazon's going to be opening up some more. Yeah, they do have these small outlets where you can go and pick up your stuff. Right, yeah. Or return. True. Or return. But no, no, these are actual stores you can yeah. walk in. Oh, okay. And uh, talking about which how technology is changing things, and, and Alok Jain would love this, uh, I just read that Southwest Airlines and Dallas Love Field if you're going to board, board a plane, oh no, there's a pl- there's a, show, uh, uh, a shop called Hudson Bay, mm-hmm. and so you can go in and buy news uh, and nuts and so on and so forth. Magazines, newspapers. Th- they in on Love Field in Dallas, the first store, at least in Texas, where you can walk in after you registered everything. If you registered your hand, you can go in there and pay with your palm. Oh wow! Yeah. So just <laughs> show them the palm, and it'll take that as a credit card. Yeah, I think Amazon is planning to do the same. There will be no one managing a cash register or anything like that. Uh, As you pick up an item, uh, the sensors in the store record what you're buying. So you can walk out and it will charge your card. Right. And talking about charging cards, I have to make a plug for Indo-American News. Okay. This is, folks, next... uh, this is our second year? Yes. And we're entering on uh, January, we'll start our third year, right. January 15th or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us, you've enjoyed all the programs that you've, you've heard, and then the, the guests that we bring along, you've learned quite a bit from them. And one of the things is that there is a, this year, there is a special charitable tax break. You can give $600 away to your favorite charity and not... Uh, and and you don't have to do a deduction. Oh, you can just okay. take it off your 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 tax uh, itself. Indo-American news. Last year it was only three hundred, right? Right. This year it's six hundred. Okay, that's wonderful. But Indo-American news, unfortunately, is not a nonprofit, so we just assume that you would give us the six hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> to support your favorite program. So if you get a call from me or you get an email from me asking for you to uh, to show 
how much you love us. Be a sponsor, us, a supporter. Yeah, to show us some love, then <laughs> don't Please don't shy away. Answer the call. <laughs> answer the call. I've already had one person say, "Hey, uh, mm, no, I've already done this." But no, I mean that's not the way it works. We give our Saturdays away. Jyoti spends four days out of the week putting yeah. these programs together. Promote does such a fine job of the news, and if you value what we do here. Then we really hope that you go back. And, and then we have such interesting co-hosts. Like co-hosts. Shelley. Thank you. Yeah. Shelly is a, an attorney. She deals with child abuse cases and so on. So if you're not good to your child this this winter time, <laughs> they might report you. <laughs> yes, most definitely. I am a lawyer, and it's it is what is called the lull in our time, where we don't have as many cases. But coming in January and February, people will be They'll calling. Start. Oh, yeah, okay. things will start back up. So. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so uh, we're almost at a wrap, right? Yeah. Uh, before we go, I'd like to mention something that we reported in the newspaper. It's that the Indian Consular Services, for a while during pandemic, they used to accept uh, uh, visa applications and passport renewals in the consulate itself. Right. Now they're switching back to uh, their outsourcing partner, which is VFS Global. Right. So... Uh, you need to connect with VFS, VFS Global and uh, use their services to take care of such needs. Right, and of course the visa situation has changed. After October 15th, or, or prior to October 15th, the visas are not valid, tourist visas are not valid to go to India. Right. You have to get new and visas. And they're only giving 30-day visas. Right, yeah. So I think that hopefully that's temporary. Mm-hmm. And then we should also congratulate Miss Universe. Ah, yes. Harnas Sandhu of India. Good Punjabi girl, yaar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she speaks well, and she can create uh, pet noises. She uh, meowed on the stage uh, <laughs> with Steve Harvey. That was her talent. Yes. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, we're going to end with a, a nice song for Christmas time, and uh, that will be our segue away from you guys for this Saturday. We're going to play the song Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, one of the most... Um, beloved uh, recording artists of uh, my generation. Yeah. I mean, he, he made this uh, song up in, uh, in, in a matter of, I guess, hours or something. He was, he was really marvelous the way he would pick yeah, up little... Yeah, very quick. Yeah. And so this, this was recorded in 1970, yeah, 1979. And with him and his Wings group, and we're going to play this as uh, we... We ride away into the sunset and go f- try to find um, Santa. Yes, and Shelly, thank you for joining us as a co-host. We really appreciated uh, the questions you asked. They're very incisive. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being here with you guys today, and um, thank you for including me. Right. Well, we uh, really we look forward to having you with us again, Shelly. Thank you. All right, Pramod? Yes, uh, be safe uh, this uh, pandemic is not going away so we have to be more careful but we are going away yes (laughs) (laughs) adios guys but like the pandemic we'll be back (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one promote you have to use that